Good morning. It's great to be with you again, wherever you are in the world, however you're watching. Thanks for joining us. I trust that you've known and experienced God's grace and peace in your life this week. And um, if you've been with us before at All Nations on a Sunday stream, you'll know that at the moment we're in a season where we're talking about preparation. We feel it's necessary to get ourselves ready for the next season of our lives with God. God's been leading us and teaching us about the importance of preparation. And I was thinking a little bit this week about some of the preparations that go into activities that usually take place at this time of year. It's summer here in the UK. And for many of us, that's an opportunity to go on holiday, visit family, have a break from our normal usual surroundings and so what do you do you you pack your bags you head off but have you ever had that moment maybe you're traveling down the motorway maybe you're on the train or the plane or maybe you've arrived at your destination and you suddenly realized you've forgotten something the kids have forgotten their favorite toy the baby has forgotten their blanket i remember one time when i was younger my parents took my sister and I on a holiday to France. We drove to France. And when we arrived at our holiday cottage, my mum realized that she had forgotten her contact lens solution. And so I remember this frantic journey around all the pharmacies in the local village where my dad, who spoke no French, was trying to communicate with these pharmacists who spoke no English about trying to get contact lens solution for my mum. It didn't go well. Maybe you've had that feeling too, where you, you get where you're meant to go and you think, oh, no, I, I forgot something. And so that's why it's, it's so good, isn't it? When you've done your packing, when you've done your preparation, to double check it again, when you go through your suitcases, you go through your bags, you just look to see, have I remembered this? Have I remembered that? Then you know you can safely go on your journey. Today's going to be a bit like that because I'm going to bring to uh, your remembrance some things that we've already talked about with regards to preparation because I just don't want anybody to miss the vital lessons that God is teaching us at the moment. And sometimes we can miss them because we forget them. Uh, sometimes we can miss them because we've ignored them. Other times we can miss them just because they've passed us by. So I want to remind you today that preparation in the Bible is a good thing. Um, we prepare in hope, we prepare in great expectation and anticipation because we know and we serve the God of hope. We serve and follow the God who has a good plan for his people. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, in my father's house are many mansions and I go to prepare a place for you. In Ephesians 2, it says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. If you've not taken time over the last few weeks to, to think on that verse in the Bible, I'd really encourage you to do so. God saved you. He saved you with a great purpose and a plan in mind, and he prepared good works in advance for you to do. Not for you to miss, not for you to fail at, but for you to do. God prepared good things for you to do in advance. So when we think about preparation, when we talk about preparation, when we look at preparation in the Bible, we know it's a good thing. 
God is preparing us in this day for exciting adventures in the future. And right preparation, we've said in the past, requires right priorities. Before we get our actions right, we've got to get our attitudes right. As a man thinks within his heart, it says in Proverbs, so he is. And we've looked before at the fact that Jesus sets for us the priority of our lives. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to read uh, some verses. We've read them before, but these are so powerful and so precious to us in these days as we prepare ourselves together for what God has for us in the future. I'm going to read from verse 19, and this is what Jesus says. Don't collect for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But collect for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves don't break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light within you is darkness, how deep is that darkness? No one can be a slave of two masters, since either he will hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot be slaves of God and money. This is why I tell you, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add a single cubit to his height by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Learn how the wild flowers of the field grow. They don't labour or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you, O you of little faith? So don't worry saying, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For the idolaters eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Jesus sets for us the priorities of our life. He says to us, don't store up treasures on earth where moth and rust and thieves can destroy, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Jesus teaches us, don't serve money, serve God. And Jesus teaches us, don't worry about your life. Instead, seek first the kingdom of God. Or as the New Living Translation says, make the kingdom of God your primary concern. You know, every day we have the opportunity to decide what our priorities are going to be. Are we going to live for the moment? Are we going to serve ourselves? Are we going to worry about our surroundings? Or are we going to live with eternity in mind? 
Are we going to serve God? And are we going to seek first his kingdom? You know, this summer is a big summer of decision for so many of you watching today. Some of you are planning on where you're going to go to university. Some of you have finished university studies and are planning where you're going to go next. Some of you are having to rethink career opportunities, uh, reassess your financial options. Some of you are having to consider how you care for um, elderly family or uh, loved ones around you. I just want to remind you today that in whatever decisions you have to make going forward, make your decisions with the kingdom of God as your primary concern. Choose where you're going to study. Choose where you're going to work. Choose where you're going to live with the kingdom of God in mind. Choose how you're going to use your money. Choose how you're going to steward your possessions. Choose who you will marry and how you will spend your time by seeking first the kingdom of God. Make it your primary concern. Make it your priority. Eagerly seek for it the way um, you look for something in your house that you've lost. Eagerly seek the kingdom of God in the same way that, as Dave shared with us last Sunday, the woman eagerly sought throughout her house for the lost coin. Jesus taught us to pray. He taught his disciples to pray. And when he taught them to pray, he said this, pray this way, our Father in heaven, may your name be honoured as holy. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The priority of our prayers is the pursuit of the kingdom of God. Yes, God is interested in meeting our needs. Yes, God is interested in clothing us and feeding us and healing us if we're sick. God is concerned about the welfare of his people. But God is looking for people who are concerned with his priorities. Is he going to find that in you today? I believe he will. I believe I'm talking today to people who are making the kingdom of God their primary concern. Now, it's enough for us to do that simply because Jesus says to do it. If Jesus says that the priority of my life is to be the kingdom of God, he's right. He made me. He saved me. He knows what's best for me. And so Jesus saying to us, seek first the kingdom. It's enough for us. We say, Lord Jesus, we will seek first your kingdom. But as I've said to you in the past, the kingdom of God is worth seeking because it is universal. I'm going to bring up one of my favourite scriptures again. Matthew 24, verse 14. The good news of the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. You know, that scripture came alive to me a few years ago when I was travelling into Eastern Europe. And I was in a hotel room in Eastern Europe uh, on my own, feeling a little bit tired. Um, I'd arrived in this country in Eastern Europe and I'd been invited to to share something with some Christians in the area and I just didn't know what to say or to do for them. I thought, who am I that I would have anything to say to believers in another part of the world? And I was reading my Bible in the hotel room that morning and I got to in my readings to Matthew 24 and that verse just came alive to me and I heard the Holy Spirit say, James, my kingdom works everywhere. And that's so true. The kingdom of God works everywhere. It works for everyone, male and female, black and white, rich, poor, educated, uneducated. The kingdom of God works everywhere. It's a universal kingdom. 
we are in the middle of a world crisis. We are aware that there's a virus affecting the whole world. And yet, you know, this world was not created by God to be filled with a virus. This world was created by God to be filled with his kingdom. And that is a reality for us today. We know that to be true, that God wants to fill this earth with his kingdom. And so we put it first in our lives. The kingdom of God, as I've said to you before, is an unlimited kingdom. The prophet Isaiah says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, of the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. Just think about that for a second. Wherever we find the government of God, we find the peace of God. You can know that for yourself today, even in the midst of uncertainty all around you, even in the midst of trial and tribulation, even in the midst of challenge and circumstance, even in the midst of, of questions you may have or uncertainties that your family are bringing to you, you can know the government of God and you can know the peace of God and you can know those in increasing measure. Jesus is the source of our peace and he says to his disciples in John's gospel, my peace I give to you. I don't give you peace as the world gives to you. The Christian doesn't get their peace from the world. The Christian doesn't get their peace from their surroundings. The Christian gets his or her peace from Jesus. And if the increase of his government and peace, there'll be no end. The kingdom of God is an unshakable kingdom. I've shared that with you before, but I want to bring all these things to your remembrance today because I want them in your, in your mind. I want them in, in your hands as you go forward. The kingdom of God is an unshakable kingdom. Hebrews 12 verse 28 says this, Since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let's be thankful and so worship God acceptably and reverently because he is a consuming fire. We are receiving a kingdom. Just think about that. Jesus says to his disciples in Luke 12 that the Father is pleased to give us the kingdom. The kingdom is something we're seeking, it's something we're pursuing, and yet at the same time it's something that we're receiving. Are you receiving the kingdom today? Are you taking hold of it and moving towards it? Because we're receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Here's a very simple hallmark of a life lived in the light of that. It's a life of thanksgiving. It's a life of gratitude, of recognising the grace of God. Let us be thankful, the writer to the Hebrew says, and therefore let's worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. Do you know you can worship God acceptably today simply by giving him thanks? Because you are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. I trust that those things are going deep down into your heart this morning. You might be hearing this for the first time. You might have heard me say these things over the last few times I've been with you. But it's so important that we have everything ready and right for our journey, that nothing's forgotten, that nothing's ignored, that nothing's left behind. But that as we make preparation for the exciting future that God has for us, our priorities are straight, our attitudes are right, and we know that God has created us to be a people who will seek first his kingdom, a people for whom he has prepared good works in advance for us to do, a people that Jesus has prepared a place for us in his father's house. I want to just finish off this morning by 
reminding you that Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 that seeking first the kingdom of God is a solution to worry. Jesus says, don't worry. Don't worry about your food, about your clothes. Instead, seek first the kingdom of God. And I just want to say to you today that where there could be worry or anxiety or fear in your life, Jesus is aware of that. He doesn't come today to chide you or hurt you or blame you. Instead, he comes with a solution and his solution is this. Seek first his kingdom. As you put his priorities in your life, you can know a peace that surpasses all understanding and you can know an excitement and an anticipation for your future. I trust that you know the peace and the grace of God today and all throughout the rest of the week in ever-increasing measure. May you be strong, may you be courageous, may you be full of hope, may you be a blessing to everybody around you so that everyone in your family, everyone in your neighbourhood, everyone in your workplace knows that you are different because God is with you. Be blessed, have a great rest of the day and I will see you again.